0: From Relay FM, this is the Pan addict episode three hundred and seventy-seven. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Moo, and Backblaze. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy.
1: Hey, Mike Hurley. How are you today?
0: Good. We're finally gonna get rid of those. Well, not rid of. That sounds mean. We're finally wow. going to get to and answer <laughs> Ask TPA questions today. We've been teasing it for like weeks. We keep putting them off. Today is an Ask TPA episode.
1: yeah and and you can tell that i already love y'all more than mike does because mike was trying to get rid of y'all while i was trying to save y'all and uh, (sighs) answer all the questions thoroughly and as accurately as possible
0: okay well then that's your job today to answer every single question both (laughs) thoroughly and accurately otherwise
1: you've let down the listeners yeah that's actually not my mo uh thoroughly (laughs) maybe accurately definitely not so (laughs) i'm back in memphis again brad Good grief, man! What what is up? When are you moving? Did you just like just make it permanent, or get like a permanent residence, or, oh, or I don't what know, is man. what is going on? What has what has pushed our recording time back an hour today?
0: Uh, I'm in Memphis, Tennessee, because on Friday, September 20th, uh, is the Relay FM Podcastathon for St. Jude, starting at 4 p.m. Eastern uh, for six hours. We're going to be broadcasting live on Twitch. From the Saint Jude campus, uh, so I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a Twitch event, so you'll be able to see exactly what time we'll be broadcasting in your time zone, no matter where you are in the world. But then you'll be able to catch us on twitch.tv slash RelayFM so you can hit like uh, you can subscribe and like follow us, and you'll you'll understand when we're going to be streaming out because it will get a notification and stuff. But uh, you know what you need to do going to have to be there or be square it's going to be an incredible day brad is going to be my understanding as Stephen told me i didn't know this <laughs> brad is going to be in the chat moderating for the entire time is
1: That's that the right plan right now so wow. i booked myself to help mod Stephen asked me to help mod and i said well i'm Pretty much, I'll, I'll uh, do my part and I can try to be there the whole time. It's the only the very, very beginning, you know, depending on when I get back from, from school and if I've gotten all my work finished getting back from picking up the kids from school. Um, mm-hmm. I plan on modding the entire uh, event along with others, so there'll be others, so...
0: And why that are we doing fun. this? Why are we doing this? Because it's September and in September you can join supporters, including Relay FM, around the world during Childhood Cancer Awareness Month to help raise money for the kids of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And we do this because Saint Jude makes sure that families never receive a bill for everything anything. You pay for nothing if you are a St. Jude family. They pay for food for you. They put you in housing and then pay for all of the care for your child as they're going through something which is absolutely horrific. They want to take all that stress away from you and that's what they do and that is why they are such an incredible organization that we want to support. Every single year between 180,000 and 240,000 children are diagnosed with cancer worldwide and St. Jude will not stop until no child dies from cancer. You can donate today at stjude.org slash penaddict to join the fight to end childhood cancer. That is stjude.org slash penaddict. Um, I'm absolutely blown away. I just got chills when I opened our fundraising page. It's crazy. So our original goal was $75,000. That was what we wanted to raise. We are currently at $142,935. By the end of today, we may pass the double. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's crazy! That's so awesome. I, right? I, I've explained how, just how excited I am about this whole thing, and to see all the relay fans and supporters uh, come out in droves for this event, um, I could not be. It's more unbelievable proud of a singular community. It is, community. Yeah. Like, it is unbelievable.
0: Amazing. We want to raise one hundred and seventy-five thousand now, because why not? So, I think help so. us get there so. because we are, we've done such incredible
1: things. Why not keep it going? complete sidebar uh somewhat related as i'm walking in to go record the podcast today um my wife told me to make sure i picked up the uh, stickers for my son for his baseball team this weekend i said what what stickers do you mean and she said well they're all wearing the yellow ribbon for childhood uh amazing Tanto awareness month on their helmets for the tournament this weekend so i'll, I'll try to get a picture for y'all
0: I would love to see that. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. right. So yellow, the gold color. If you've been wondering why yeah, the, the Relay FM logo on the pen addict work has changed to gold, just because that's the color for childhood cancer awareness month. Right, breast cancer has pink. Everybody knows that, um, mm-hmm. and so this is one that we should all start to learn as well. In September, everything goes gold.
1: Yep, yep. So very cool. Speaking of going gold, Mike, okay. that was an interesting transition that I could actually pull off because I want to talk to you about sheening ink before we get into all of these ass TPAs. All right. And I'm not going to go down this path too far, but I've been so pleased with what Cult Pens and Diamine have come up with for their sheening inks. Um, It's the iridescent color line. Uh, Cult Pens always sends me theirs to test out, and I've been kind of taken by them, smitten, if you will. And one of the reasons in the past I've kind of stayed away from inks that have a heavy, heavy sheen is because they tend to kind of... Mess up the overall ink properties. Like sometimes those inks don't dry as well or don't dry fast enough or kind of get a little bit sticky or just that they don't seem super healthy for your fountain pens and regular usage. But after using these Diamine inks for months now, I am happy to say that they've been very, very well behaved, essentially just like your basic normal ink, like you would expect, which is what you want when you have some type of specialty ink, like if it's going to exhibit a special property like sheen. And I think it's good enough that you should try it. And I say this knowing that you don't really branch out on ink colors a whole lot. Like you have your uh, oranges. I that would you say like and I've been getting tanks. better at it this year. Yeah, I would yeah. say I've been
0: pushing it a little bit more. Like I just got all those um, Monteverde inks right, and I've been swapping out some stuff. But yeah, I would agree. My mm-hmm. ink collection, um, my ink collection has probably grown as much in the last year as it has in the last five. Right. So, right. it probably is time to start branching out a bit more.
1: I, th- I say that because I think you might like these. Like, there's four of them so far. You can go look at the colors. Pick one. They're all named. It's Maureen, Robert, well, I, Christine, and I just figured I would, Philip. I
0: would get all of
1: them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's that. Um, and there is a nice uh, purple with gold sheet. Well, they're now. only £9.50 the each on cold pens.
0: So, they're not really expensive. Yeah. And Adina really likes trying out new inks as well. So...
1: That's true. That's true. So she can definitely participate in this. But I love them. They're just fun to to use, fun to write with. And it's a little bit of a stretch for you. And sometimes it's good to be out of your comfort zone a little bit. Like this would not be something you would normally buy for yourself just on a whim, I don't think. But like you said, the price is so good. Um and it's you know essentially local to you. Um, mm-hmm. at home it's probably a bad so,
0: idea to buy it right now because I'm away. But I'm going to buy yes. it right
1: now because otherwise I'm going to forget
0: <laughs> and then I'll just deal with the redelivery <laughs> when I get home.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I want uh, I want you to try one out. Like they 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 are all really cool inks to use, and I've found great enjoyment in them. And I wanted to to share that with you. And I think you might just kind of like it and for something right. different. Well,
0: I've ordered all four of the Colt Pens <laughs> iridescent inks: Christine, right. Maureen, Philip, and Robert. And I love those names yeah. so much; they are so British. It's absolutely fantastic.
1: It's hilarious. So the story is, which we probably spoke about um, the first time that I, I reviewed the inks, is they put it out to their customers, say, "Hey, help us name these new inks," and they thought it would be some silly, like you know, emoji style name, Inky Mc- ink face. Yeah, yeah, and then um, somehow they came up with Maureen and Robert and now they're just totally running with it. And it's, it's brilliant. Like it it came out so well, just, just the naming convention alone. And now they've just, they've just taken that and and run with it. It's lovely.
0: Oh, the theme system sold out.
1: (laughs) Nice. So I have that in my notes to work on for next week to go through the website between now. Mm -hmm. I just put that in my notes this morning, actually, when I was building this document, knowing that we wouldn't have time for it today is to take the time between this episode and next episode to go through the site and get my notebook set up. So, you know, maybe a bad idea seeing that no one can buy them again, but hey, you you can't be too sad about that.
0: No, um, if you want to buy one, go put your name into the...
1: (laughs) Give uh, us another list.
0: Yeah, I actually, if you go to the com as well, I'm, I'm setting up a mailing list there, which would be a more permanent mailing list. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Because, uh, the, 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 you know, the Comp Bureau one is, right, so they emailed everyone, and I think the list resets now. So it's people gotcha. that bought it don't get the same email over and over again. Correct. So, but if you do want the same email over and over again, then go to the Theme System website, um, and you can sign up for an email mailing list, and I'll be contacting people with updates and information about that over time. Cool, cool. And That's I have another not thing I'm working on.
1: I have not listened to the latest Cortex, but it is in the queue. I'm assuming y'all talked
0: about it there. Yeah, spoilers. The next episode, we go into a, a lot of detail, and maybe, possibly, there's a rumor. We might be giving out actual numbers of how many we ordered.
1: Nice. nice. That's a rumor going around town. Cool, cool, cool. I like it. All right, we got loads to get to today, and we do not have loads of time to get to all of it, so let's, uh, let's see what we can do about hammering these.
0: All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace because they let you easily create a website for your next idea of a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and so much more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio or blog. I was just talking about the theme theme system website. I built all of that on Squarespace. It was so easy to do because they're an all-in-one platform. They had all of the functionality that I wanted, and they're going to have all of the functionality that you want too. and they have a bunch of great applications. Their analytics app is awesome, so you can see how many people People coming to your site and learn about stuff there. They also have the standard Squarespace app where you can add content and even rearrange content blocks and redesign your website all from the app now as well. Uh, There's nothing to install or patch or worry about with Squarespace. No upgrades needed. They take care of all of that stuff so you don't have to, but they also have 24-7 customer support on hand in case you need it. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial today with no credit card required. Just go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and then use the offer code penaddict when you sign up to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for this show. Once again, thank you so much to Squarespace. That's squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict for 10% off. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website.
1: All, All right, right, let's do it. It's a lot. Hashtag
0: TPA time. First one comes from Sgrst, who asks, <laughs> I guess you've covered this many times before, but since I have a whole new batch of cards this month, credit cards, what is the best pen to sign the back of a credit
1: card? I actually did that this week. I keep a specific pen for that, or a specific style of pen. But before I tell you what it is, I should tell you that someone tried to steal our credit cards this week, which is why I had to sign on the back of a new one. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's it's been a fun week with the uh, with the credit bureaus and credit companies at the at the pen addict household. But everything's taken care of; no damage done, other than about. I guess this is like the third round of new cards in about a week. To answer your question, I signed it with the Sharpie Ultra Fine um, permanent marker. Like, that's pretty much the only answer. I did this one in brown because that's what I had handy. I'll usually do it in black. I also keep an orange one available in the Ultra Fine model. That is the singular answer for this. No other answer will be accepted um, from the community. Thank you.
0: Wow. Okay, just <laughs> just to put a uh, full, full stop on this, can you give us the full brand of the pen again? I just want to like make sure everybody completely is aware, that this yes. is the last time it's ever spoken about. I guess. No, no,
1: we can talk about it all the time. It's the Sharpie permanent marker ultra fine. Mm-hmm. So you have to have the fine tip to write in the little tiny window that they give you on the back of your cards. This so isn't the sure ultra fine. This isn't their pen, is it? Nope, it's a permanent marker. Okay yeah it's basically it's it's the same ink, and a lot of
0: colors but, 41 yeah, colors. Of colors
1: yeah they've expanded this lineup they're really good at drawing i mean the people use you gotta it, the paper you use matters obviously but sharpies are great art markers for specific cases they're such good colors
0: Quinn writes in and says, Hi, Brad and Mike. I'm not a Twitter user, so I'm doing this old school. I sent an email. I've been on a quest on and off for years and I'm at my wit's end. Uh, I need the pen addict community's help. I'm an academic and I do a lot of writing by hand. When I'm editing my work, I often print it out and take a red or orange or purple pen to it. I normally use a high-tech C slim refill loaded into my shown design pen or a plain old high-tech C in the plastic barrel. I hate that plastic barrel. (laughs) Both work great, but I have always wished I could use a fountain pen. So every few months I I make some new attempt to do so. The problem is my department's paper. Every ink I've tried, Sailor Nano inks, KWZ, Iron Gall inks, they feather terribly no matter what the nibs. Sailor Medium, Pilot Fine, even the latest edition of Pilot Extra Fine. No matter what, I get a feathery blob that is just way too thick for line edits. We print a lot in my department, so it's a good thing we use eco-friendly recycled paper, but boy is it bad for liquid ink. So pen addicts. Where can I turn? The only ink I have found that does work is the Sailor Kiwa Guru, but I need a colored ink that it will really pop off the page so Salix also is out. Is there a hope or is it time to accept so long as I am using my workplace paper I need to stick with my admittedly wonderful micro gel ink pens?
1: Yeah, so we get this question quite frequently. Usually my stock answers involve some of the inks that they've tried already like the Sailor Nano, uh, KWZ Iron Gall. Usually basic pilot blue or pilot black or lamy blue or black work pretty well, but Quinn needs something that pops off the page. You know, KWZ Iron Gall is where I would have sent you platinum classics has similar colors and iron gall properties that might be worth trying out. You know, outside of that, it's really you're gonna have to decide whether you want to just stick with black or blue and do something like Noodler's X Feather or Bernanke Black or something like that. That is yeah, that really feels like that's not going to work though, right? Because right. with the
0: marking up, as kind of saying that you kind of need something colorful yeah. to to make it work. But yeah, yeah, it's a shame.
1: So about the only other choice that you haven't tried that you didn't list, but I don't have high confidence in, based on the other things you have tried and don't work or the the platinum classics, you can at least some get some nice reds and greens and yellows out of those shades and purples. Um and use like the fine and I would stick with the pilot EF nib, like the finest nib you can you can get away with, mm-hmm. you know, just to you want to limit the amount of ink that's hitting the page. Yep. And it just may be an out of luck type of situation. If just feel that way. Yeah. Or, you know, you can buy you know your own ream of good paper and stick it into the most important printer that you know is going to work. <laughs> and that way, you know you can just be a little sneaky. You know, invest in in some stealth paper purchases and use that for your specific work. Although that's uh, a hassle, <laughs> you know. But you can get you know the HP thirty two pound. And if you, you know can what you can could do, Brad, Kakuyo C- makes it. Is, <laughs>
0: look, I know this is terrible for the environment, but like, find a photocopier. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and photocopy what comes out of what you're given from the printer onto good paper (laughs) would that work Wow! i don't even know if that would work
1: yeah i think you just at that point you're just getting into the (laughs) the printer copier paper trays and and putting your stealth move in there so yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a tough situation it's it's the universal pen addicts problem right is workplace workplace supplies are the pen addicts demise that's good,
0: man. You should put that on like a sticker or something. That's like a. Mm, I just came up with that off the top of my head. I think you we'll should keep that, that one. You got, write that one down. It's good. All right. That's very right. good. Get on that com- chat room. There you go. It comes from Brian. I wanted to thank you for your blog, as it has, I'm, I'm assuming they're talking to me here. Um, it's a, a strong influence on my own pen addiction. Uh, <laughs> problem is, despite my amassing several pens that are each in their own way interesting, I find myself reaching for what I consider workhorse pens. They just appeal to me more. Others go neglected, even though they are perfectly fine writers made out of beautiful materials. There are certainly folk out there who would enjoy these pens, which are hardly used. Can you suggest a strategy or forum to go about thinning the herd?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the strategy is the tough part. Or... Be the easy part. You know, you've Brian has started on this path thinking, well, I don't use these pens as much as my f- most favorite pens, so there should be a way for me to parcel these off and you know, maybe sell them to someone else or trade them for something else I like. You know, the the pen Attic slack room is good for that. You can email me for an invite. There's a good sell trade channel on there. Um there's fountain pen swap on Reddit, I believe is the Reddit name, which is very popular. It's also Um, you know they do a good job of moderating it and have you know decent you know protection as much as you can online like you can't guarantee any transactions online uh, no matter how you know protected they they seem to be but that seems a it gets to get good recommendations on there and i would just bounce around you know reddit and then maybe fp geeks and they have a sell trade message board or classifieds board. I forget the the name. There's also the virtual pin show on Instagram, which will take and sell your pins for you, I believe, is how it works. So you'll have to look into the details. But we'll put some links into the show notes to a couple of these resources. But, like, step one is the hardest part that I have trouble with. You know, my my perpetual I'm going to sell my pins statement that, you know, I get yelled at about all the time. And rightfully so. It's just I never can break down and sit down and like commit to just going full Marie Kondo on my collection and selling off the ones that don't get as much use, you know. So that's uh get past step 1 and then you can work on step 2.
0: Which pen's Spark Joy? That's right. I'm asking you which pen- <laughs>
1: Oh, well, I, <laughs> no, so I actually did that a little bit this morning. Like I'm oh, going yeah? through, well, I need to clean like the handful of pens I have inked up because mm-hmm. they've been inked up for a while and it's just time for, for new pens. So I sat there this morning and I found a sailor pen that I haven't used in a while. And it's the Imperial Black, the one with that's all black, rhodium trim and has the metal section on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I bet I haven't used that in six, eight months and it's just a glorious pen. So... We just uh, we have that one inked up with Sailor Yamadori this morning. That's what I'm using for show notes, and uh, it it's glorious. It sparks joy. It would not be uh, it would not be sold.
0: This question comes from Zach. I've been listening to this show for a bit, but I've just really started getting into pens and I'm looking for a fountain pen and planner recommendation. I'm a student in college, so I want something that will not be too out of place but isn't crazy formal either. For pens, I really like a smooth writing experience with no scratchy feeling and thick, dark, and wide lines. I push my pens really hard on the page and hold my pens in three, three fingers where it rests. On my finger, my ring finger, my middle and index fingers, and I hold it then with my thumb kind of loops over the top. It's mm. difficult to to conceptualize, but I think I understand what Zach's yeah, saying. I'm, I'm
1: mimicking it right now. Yeah. I think I got it.
0: As a student, I write on a variety of papers, so I need something that will be able to hold up to that, too. So far, my favorite pens have been the Signo Uniball 2077 millimeters and the g 27 millimeters. If you can give paper or planner an ink recommendation, too, that would be insanely helpful. Thank you guys for the amazing work. I wanna say Twisby here. Bold mm-hmm. or stub nib. Because that's a similar route to me. I think Zach actually has pretty similar preferences to me mm-hmm. because they're using point seven millimeter gelling pens. So I recommend going for a bold to start with, for a fountain pen, um or or good medium, and maybe looking at Twisby as a pen brand that's gonna give you I think Good results and not be too expensive, and also doesn't look too stuffy. I, get, I right. get that's what Zach's going for here.
1: That's actually a good answer. And I would actually just expand on that to go with the 580. If your grip's a little bit off, the Eco and the Eco T little molded grip areas may not work as well. 580's got a round grip, so mm-hmm. your grip should fit. It's also wider, um, not than other Twisbees, but than other other pins. So if you have that many fingers on the pin while you're riding, that extra de- barrel diameter helps. It also has some of the sturdiest, firmest steel nibs on the market. So like Zach says, they press really hard on the page which is always a scary thing which is why when we get into the planner section you know as much as nice as something with you know a thin page like a you know with the tomoe pages um that's just not going to look good when you press that hard um the the pressure marks will go through to the page Mm. behind it and that will be an annoyance so you want to look at someone something like uh leuchtturm and rodeo rodeo would probably handle the um, thicker, wider nibs and more ink better than Leuchterm. I use Term and I use broad inks in it, uh, or excuse me, broad nibs in it with fountain pen inks. And it's pretty okay. I think Rodeo would be better, um, in this situation. Um, and then you'll just have to figure out what planner style layout you have. Like Rodeo has a bunch. Second from that, I'd probably try Midori, um, for a planner layout with a good paper that's going to be, hand, be able to handle the wet inks and the pressure that you write yeah. with. So, do not recommend
0: my- uh, like <laughs> The Tomoe River paper is going to be too much of a. Of a jump, I think yeah. for what you're looking for right now.
1: Yeah, and I think the Jibun Techo from Kukuyo would be good, but I don't know anyone that's tested their new paper out yet. So I want right. to hold off and test that for myself. I have some coming, Great. but they switched their paper this year, and I want to test it out to see. Huh. So, okay, we'll see, we'll see.
0: Uh, kind of a slight continuation from twenty four hours, one hundred miles. Uh my two five eighty, extra fine, is my favorite nib. For as fine as it is, it's not scratchy and allows me to take great notes. What are your favorite extra fine nibs? Extra fine nibs under the one hundred and fifty dollar price range, or how is the stock platinum ultra extra fine as well while we're at it?
1: I would scratch that ultra extra fine off your wish list right now. It's Why is awesome. That? Oh. It's too fine. It is oh. it is levels under an extra fine nib even platinum's extra fine which is what my answer would be to this question is platinum's extra fine it's the platinum's extra fine i might be wrong which is normal it's around a 0.3 millimeter tip size the uef is 0.1 it's extreme so unless you have a crazy light hand um that's a nib like very few people get along with it's very specific. I'd want you to be very careful if you purchase that nib without trying it first. So I would go with something like the Platinum EF nib, which I think is fantastic. The pilot um makes some of their pins now in that price range, some of the gold nib pins with the extra fine nib. Also the fine pilot's fine nibs are pretty fine as well. They're close to the Twisby 580 in fineness. So pilot fine. Platinum Fine, Platinum Extra Fine, and then maybe Pilot Extra Fine if you can find them. They are in a few models in that $120 to $140 price range. The 95, the 74, I don't know if it comes in Extra Fine, but it comes in Fine. So just be looking around at those. Those was are what I would go with as opposed to the Platinum UEF. And I will say the, the Platinum nibs, and these gold nibs are going to be softer than your five eighty extra fine, so just be prepared for that. It's a Twisby's a very firm nib, which I love. I, I think it's great, but there's a difference in writing with them.
0: Okay, I've never got near them, and I can't imagine I ever would either.
1: There's no need. Like I don't even enjoy them, and I like writing small. Like I'm using my Sailor needle point that I had ground down, and it's amazing. And the Platinum UEF is probably around the same size, but this Sailor nib is firmer and that's where the Platinum nib kind of gets you. It's a little bit softer.
0: All right. Uh, Randall Mark asks, would Noodler's Apache Sunset and a small Sailor Pro gear be the Real Slim Shady?
1: Mm, What's this week's sponsor, Mike? Backblaze.
0: Thank you so much to Backblaze for their support of this week's episode. The unlimited cloud backup for Macs and PCs that starts at just $6 a month with no gimmicks and no (sighs) add-ons. I have. I'm about a five year. It's a five year anniversary of my worst uh, data disaster. <laughs> uh, a month before Relay FM started, I knocked a uh, pint of uh, Coke, I think, hmm. into my laptop, hmm. destroyed it, and I was not backing up properly. To with that machine, I did not have a cloud backup in place, and I was a fool. And uh, I took my laptop out of commission a month before I was starting my new company. And I lost, I know I lost some data. I kept a lot of stuff in like Dropbox or whatever, but I didn't have everything in there, right? But that's Mm -hmm. the problem with data disasters. You don't, sometimes you don't know exactly what you've lost. That is like the scariest part, right? Like you've lost something, but what was it? Are you ever going to know until you try and find it? Nobody wants to live that way. That's a horrible way to live. I am urging everybody to sign up for Backblaze (laughs) because it will back up all of your documents, your music, photos, videos, maybe your drawings, no matter what the projects are, everything that is important to you can be backed up with Backblaze. Sometimes you need to access a file on the go, and once you've got everything backed up, you can use their mobile apps to access all of your data anywhere in the world. Backblaze have backed up 750 petabytes of data and counting. That is the equivalent of 750 million gigabytes. These folk know their stuff. I use Backblaze now. I love Backblaze. It's so easy. I just have it sitting on my iMac, and it's just backing everything up for me. It backs up all the stuff I have on Dropbox. It backs up everything that's on my desktop. I never have to worry about losing a file ever again. Go to Backblaze.com/penaddict and you can try it out for 15 days. It's a fully featured 15-day free trial. And let them know that you heard about them on the Pen Addict. So it's Backblaze.com/penaddict to sign up today. Trust me. Please go and check it out. Backblaze has saved me from many more data disasters. <laughs> Make sure they're doing it for you too. And thank you for their support. Of the show.
1: I'm a little concerned about this next question, Mike. Okay. Are we going to get run off of our own show? It's possibly.
0: Uh, okay. So Seth says, my question is for Adina. I'm slowly <laughs> coming to terms with the idea of buying an expensive pen after years of recreational use of Twisbys, Lamis, and the like. I like that, recreational use. My uh-huh. one previous fancy pen purchase was a Waterman Kareen. It's a beautiful gold-nibbed pen, but was an underwhelming writing experience. That is my uh, experience of all Waterman
1: pens. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs>
0: I see my next purchase going in one of two ways. Either a canalea, I wonder why, or a high-quality Japanese pen, such as a Sailor. The canalea designs truly speak to me, and Hawaii has been a special place in my life since I met my wife there many years ago. But I've been hearing for years Brad and Mike going on and on about the Sailor writing experience. So my question to you is, since you just since you just bought a canalea and a high-quality Japanese pen, which direction would you recommend? So that's for Adina. Uh, Seth does follow up with Brad and Mike. I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. I know you both love these pen companies. How does the writing experience compare? All things being equal, I'd go for the canalea, but I am missing something having never tried a higher-end... Am I missing something having never tried a higher-end Japanese gold nib pen? Thank you for your help and keep up the great work. I look forward to my commute home every Wednesday. So I asked Adina for her answer for this, and then we can can answer too. So she wrote this down for me today. Uh, so, this is Adina's answer. From my very limited experience of pens, at least compared to Mike and Brad, I would recommend going with the Canalea. I personally think that a pen that means a lot to you will bring you much more emotional value than a slightly better writing experience. Hawaii has a special place in my heart, too, and my Canalea has this magic about it that feels like it's transporting me back there every time I stare at it, so it makes me happy to write with it because of that. Sailor and Platinum obviously make great nibs. But moving from a Twisbee and all of those, uh, and all, to one of those won't be a mind-blowing experience Adina says if you end up if you do end up getting a canaleo and you're still wondering whether you're missing out on the writing experience you could maybe send it to someone like masayama for a nib tuning <laughs> look at that that's something i learned people do in this world and he'll know what to do with it <laughs> i love that answer all right so uh i okay so given this question without the middle part of the like the the tied to hawaii Mm-hmm. I would say to go with a Sailor pen first every time, because yeah. the Japanese experience is completely different. They 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 are without a shadow of a doubt. No matter how good other nibs are, no matter how good how they how they write, you can't beat Japanese gold nib pens. You just nope. can't do that. You just
1: can't. I'm sorry, you just can't. But in if- a and if that's the price point you're shopping in you can get a 1911 large you can mm-hmm. get the standard pro gear you get mm-hmm. the full size big sailor nib every time i'm going to going to pick that now like seth just has to try to figure out <laughs> one how is he going to use this pen the most like if he's writing a lot and it really matters Like, not that you're not going to get a good writing experience with Candelate. It would be great. But the sailor is going to be that pen for you. Now, if you are going into the emotions of it and the meaningfulness of it to you personally, I get the argument. But if you put those two pens in front of me, you know, as like your first big purchase, and if you're not, you know dead set on one or the other i'm gonna pick sailor like every time
0: i understand but i actually i agree with adina yeah. so if if you're going to be spending that kind of money right you're looking at maybe four hundred dollars i think mm-hmm. that having a pen that when you look at just looking at makes you feel good uh, that is a i think when you're jumping into that world is a more meaningful experience and a better way to spend your money that that's right. where i'm going with this one
1: so that's the question that only seth can answer yes right but but i believe it easy we didn't make it easy (laughs)
0: no i I mean well it's two to one i guess depending on how you want to look at it but like uh, i am in agreement with the experience being like superior the writing experience will be superior but Mm -hmm. i think that the canalea pen will provide um a level
1: of happiness that you'll feel that you'll be
0: very very happy with
1: yep yep so that's something uh something to consider so that's how uh Seth should kind of think about going into this, you know, and uh, have that memory. And that that means a lot when you have pens that mean something to you. Like I talk about that all the time. As like, you know, someone, you know, gave me this pen or I I worked hard for this pen and found it. And those you attach more meaning to those things. Right. So, yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah. And and yeah, I just think that when you're when you're making that jump to that level, I think for me personally, and and I found this myself, meaning is maybe more than uh, experience Mm Because it's not like you're going to get a bad one, right? That's not what we're saying. But there's just a difference. But I I think that having something that means something to you is going to help more.
1: Yep. Definitely a no wrong answer question.
0: All right. So the next question comes from Fip. And Fip asks, Brad, uh, I'd love to know your answer to my question. I think it would make a good RSTPA. I'm a high school teacher, and I bring an A4 letter-sized pad of paper to class to take notes. I want something fountain pen friendly because I like to use my vanishing point on my Sailor 1911 Tangerine. I've been using rodeo pads for a while. I like them, but the glossiness of the paper makes for more smudging in the heat uh, of mid-class note-taking. Is there a similar top staple bound pad that is for fountain pen friendly, but has less glossiness and therefore a quicker dry time? I'm thinking of something like Apica's or Midori's paper quality. I need this particular format because I keep the pad in an A4 folio that has a slot for a top staple mm. bound pad. That top
1: staple bound is such a kicker. Yeah, right? yeah. That's, that's why what the other yeah. one's so pop- yep. popular. Like Life and Midori mo- both make A4 size pads, but they're all side bound. Um, gosh, I don't know that I have a great answer off the top of my head. Something maybe exists. Uh, maybe life actually might make one. I'd have to dig through their catalog a little bit. It's certainly not the most popular, but I do know they do do some top bound stuff. I'd have to look and see if they do a top bound a four. That's my only guess off the top of my head, just because they already have a four as a regular size. So that's kind of, uh, kind of the way to go.
0: I'm looking through Japan's.
1: Yeah. Mormon also does A4, but it's a landscape size. I believe landscape layout, like the 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 spiral is is make it on the left hand side, on the long side. I believe so. We'll have to see. Like I, I would. That's that's an answer. I do not know off the top of my head. Life doesn't
0: seem to make the notebook you're looking
1: for there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll do a little bit of digging. I'll see see if I can come up with something else.
0: All right. Tiny Messy Kitchen asks, any idea why my brand new micron pen won't work on a legal pad, paper, or printer paper? I've had this issue of all of my pens in my office and can't figure out what is making them dry out.
1: That is not something I've ever run across. And then the picture that they included, that this is a pen problem. That is not a paper problem. Like, does this happen on multiple pens? It says
0: all of my pens in my office and can't Mm. figure out what's making them dry out.
1: I'm looking at this output. Maybe it's the paper. I mean, you just need to, I don't normally have this issue with microns and I use them religiously. I have never seen any paper look like this where it's the paper has been the cause. This looks like the pen is the cause on this paper. Um, But unless something it's got some weird coating and weird finish on this one particular paper, I, I just think it's probably a pen problem. And but if it's all the pins, then I guess we gotta we gotta boot that paper. But I I have never not had a micron work right out the gate. Now I've ruined them over time because they're very fragile, but not as far as like what the ink flow is or should be.
0: Could it um, be an so environment problem
1: for the micron? I wouldn't think so because all the right. way those plastic tip works the way that plastic tip works the ink is kind of always present and I don't know that say like hot cold or humidity would change that it could change the paper more than the pen so you know that could be a thing but I don't know the the output on this picture makes it look like a pen problem to me specifically mm-hmm. to that one pen if it's multiple pens well then that could be a, a paper issue and you just have to try something else but I microns don't normally have an issue like that
0: Greg Co3 says, how did you open yourself up to trying different nib sizes on pens? Did you just buy one you thought was interesting and force yourself to use it for a while to see if it grew on you or did it just seem to happen? Can I answer this? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, go ahead. So for me, um, it... The majority of uh, experimentation that I've done with different nib sizes is when I find a pen that I really like or a pen brand that I really like, like Sailor, for example, and then I see a model of pen that is very interesting to me, but the nib sizes are limited, and then I'll be like, well, I really like this pen, so I'll try a different nib size because I know I already like this company's nibs. So I have like a a quite a wide selection from I have like a fine pen, medium, broad, um I have a medium fine, I have a couple of zoom nibs and a music nib in Sailor pens now. Mm-hmm. Because I keep finding pens that I like and the nib sizes <laughs> might be limited so I just give it a go, try
1: something else. So mine's kind of the same thing in that I bought too many pens to try too many different things. And I've actually gone back to the beginning, it seems like. So I started out. The only reason I decided I could use a fountain pen was because, you know, enough people told me that I could get the super fine writing that I wanted in a fountain pen. And it turns out you can. So that led into the exploration of all the sizes. Well, if I like that, maybe I'll like all these other sizes. It turns out I don't really like the middle range of nib sizes, like medium and broad and traditional, um, you know, German German nibs. Um, those sizes don't really work for me. I like the stub nibs and I like the extra fine and fine and even to medium Japanese nibs, but it did take a little while to figure that out. And, you know, too much money spent on things that I didn't really like. So I tried to mimic my handwriting style in non-fountain pens as best as I could, and the results were that, hey, it is, you know, the extra fines and the stub nibs that work the best for me, but it was just a matter of, like Mike said, you know, you end up really wanting a pen. It's only got a certain nib option. Trying it, most of the time, I regretted that decision. Like, I ended up not liking it, so I'd sell the pen or get the nib modified. So, you know, it, um, basically, that's how I learned what I liked, but it was, it was, through trial and error, um, and, and forcing myself to use things and then realizing that my handwriting doesn't look as good with certain nib types and then eliminating them from my collection. So, you know, I don't know if that's a a great answer to your question, but yeah, it's basically through trial and error and dollars, (laughs) unfortunately, Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) All right. The next question comes from even supposing once the Kickstarter gets fulfilled and you get more set up. Do you think you'll bring the spoke pen to the pen show circuit? I'd love to be able to see one and pick one up in person. And also, when are you going to make a spoke fountain pen?
1: <laughs> so we got to get through this project first. So quick update Brian put out it on Monday. We're still having like manufacturing up and downs, ups and downs. So we're getting there. Hopefully, you know, we can get this thing wrapped up in the next few weeks or maybe month or so, but we're close to getting it wrapped up and we cannot wait because so many people um, are on the list to get to get these pins we've been happy with the the results and just you know i know the people who are waiting are just super frustrated while everyone's enjoying their awesome spoke pen. so we'll get there we're almost there oh what you mean like this uh, mm, yeah wonderful <laughs> wonderful <laughs> one of mine has joined my permanent
0: um like travel kit hmm. so i have yep. the original Sapella
1: the uh-huh. blue label one oh uh-huh. wow remember that, that guy that's super rare yeah that is like the that was a,
0: the first ever show special i think you did that was years ago yep. at atlanta yep um, yep i have that and i have uh the this is cool i have the pen addict retro 51 nice pen addict sharpie <laughs> and my orange spoke pen yeah with Man. uh a couple of field notes
1: Yeah. You need to take a picture of this. Is this, have you, you may have already. I haven't seen it.
0: I haven't, I haven't,
1: but I'll do that. So to answer the question, when I got back from San Francisco, Brian's question to me was, do you think spoke pin would do good if we took it to a pin show? And I think my answer was yes to specific pin shows like San Francisco would be a good show. So it's a definite maybe like certainly no plans right now. That's getting way ahead of ourselves. I could see it being an option down the line sometime. And when are you going to make a spoke fountain pen? We got to get through this first. And then we have at least two other things (laughs) in the hopper that we're going to try to bring to fruition before we get to a fountain pen. That's a whole different level of, uh, what's the word? Maintenance. (laughs) Maintenance. That I don't know that we're ready for yet. Um, there's there's a lot that goes into just stocking and inventorying fountain pen parts, and not to mention making a good one that I think would be a good for the market. So that's less likely than us showing up at a pen show with spoke pens and stuff to sell, but not impossible. But you have we have designs all the time, but we have other designs that we want to do before we even think about doing a fountain pen.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, like, you mean different designs of possibly gel-ink pens?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. And other things. <laughs> Ex- on the accessory side of things as opposed to the pen side of things.
0: Right. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Mm-hmm. Cool. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Something to look out for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um... Emile asks, "I've always liked sharpies and markers. Uh, I've got into huge trouble when I wrote in a blue marker for the entirety of my fifth grade class. Emil, I'm so with you on this one. Like I, I love wrote, Emil. I wrote in a, like a pink gel ink pen, um, the, one of those Pilot V fives, I think. I got it. In, like a mm-hmm. me, like pink and purple. Oh no, what's the disposable fountain pen that they make? Who?" is it pilot, pilot? Yeah. yeah
1: varsity i mean they make the varsity but yeah i don't it think it's called, called that else. In, in, yeah. in the uk
0: but like they're plastic mm. and they're just disposable yeah. and i got i could get them in a bunch of colors and i used to write in pink and purple pen i used to get in so much yep. trouble for that like mm-hmm. i wrote my english coursework in it and then they photocopied it and sent it to the exam board right so it'd be in right. black and white <laughs> uh, i just love that color so much says emil even the scoldings and the f grades couldn't stop me you go for <laughs> it emil you stick That's it right. to them anyway i recently bought some Secura microns and they're amazing archival ink, good colors and they work superbly with watercolors so i tried to write with them and here lies the rub none of the markers and sharpies have the ergonomic shapes my fountain pens have are there any pens with like like of a proper grip section and a little bulkier bodies don't say parker fifth generation because f that apparently yeah
1: <laughs> do you do you remember the parker fifth no. We talked about this years and years and years. this is probably like five years ago in our seven-year journey. It's the it's the really expensive Parker barrel where you buy that fake fountain pen nib where the plastic tip drawing pens. Oh nib my sticks god!
0: Out. Oh my god! I remember, remember this that?
1: look. Oh my god! This pen. So Emil is super accurate, right? In that statement, <laughs> did one of us try this? Um, we got one for review. I think I got one for review, and I right. don't even think I could bring myself to do it. I either sent it to Jeff or we didn't review it. I can't even remember if it's even on the site right now. It's been so long ago. It was yes, such a bad, it is, it is. Yeah, did Jeff do it or did I do it? I might have done Sebastian it. Now that I think about that, Sebastian Morissette. Okay, yeah, I didn't think I do it. So it Sebastian uh, from Canada. Yeah, he's uh, he's still around. Yeah, he's he he heard us talking about it, and he said, "Let me write this for you because it's 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 not good." <laughs> Yeah, it's just like it's it's just a bad idea. Like it's just a bad idea. Like I don't know what they were thinking at the time. But then again, like Montblanc sells fine liner refills for their three, four, five thousand dollar barrels, right? So people buy those types of things. This was just not a good idea. So to answer Emil's question, um, there's not a great answer. Like the standard art and drawing pens all generally have the same secure pigment micron shape right the cheap plastic barrel with very little grip room and certainly not the most comfortable thing to write with the copic sp multi-liner is your biggest upgrade and i don't just mean in barrel i mean in price they are ridiculously expensive albeit refillable they're like 10 bucks a pop Um, And you get an aluminum barrel and you get a wider diameter, which will help you if like the, the microns too thin. That's also not only is it not a well-designed barrel, it's not a wide barrel. So you're kind of getting the double whammy in that grip section. The Copic is at least wider outside of that. You could hack in the Mont Blanc fineliners, but then you run into the colors issue. Like I think Mont Blanc, it might only come in black. I don't know if it comes in blue at all. And that fits into other pen barrels that fit that re- refill shape. I can't recall it off hand, but like I know a bunch of Kickstarters have used that refill. Like Prometheus um, did a whole pen around just that specific refill. So you can find some pen barrels that'll fit that Mont Blanc fineliner, but you're not going to get your, your oranges and purples and, and really cool colors with that either. So it's not a great market for what you're looking for. Um, and I'm kind of with Emil. Like, I would love to have a better barrel for some of my drawing pens that I enjoy so much because they just tr- are traditionally poor. And, um, you know, it's just hard because, you know, people have made other pen barrels for other refills. Well, these drawing pen refills don't work like your standard pen refill. So it's a challenge. Um, I enjoy the Copic the most just because it's a little bit wider, a little bit nicer. But I admit that it is ridiculously expensive. They've raised the prices over the past three years by like 50%. So that's that.
0: All right, let's take our final break, and we still have some more questions to round out today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by Moo, an online print and design company specializing in customizable business cards, postcards, stickers, and more for your business. You can order a free sample pack from Moo if you've never tried out their products before. You go to moo.com, M-O-O.com, so you can see what their products look like. You can hold them in your hands, and you can actually see, like, oh, yeah, I want to make business cards just like this one moo offer a full suite of products they also do postcards invitations letterhead stickers flyers you can seamlessly promote yourself and your brand with Moo's incredible products. And you will stand out because they have beautiful finishes and specials that you can do. Gold foil, silver foil, spot gloss, raised spot gloss, I should say, letterpress. So much more. The little touches that are going to make your cards and your, and your stationery stand out from the crowd. Moo also have templates for business cards. So if you're not sure what to do, or you don't have a design of your own. They're inspired by their most creative customers. So you can actually design it all on moo.com yourself. They also have luxurious hardcover notebooks. That feature Swiss binding. Every page lays flat, and they're made of premium paper that's protected by a tough, tactile cover. And I will say myself, they are absolutely perfect for pen addicts. They are wonderful, wonderful notebooks. I love their hardcover notebooks. Like Mm -hmm. I love many Move products. I have been using Move for my business cards for as long as I can remember because they make just excellent quality products. And I wouldn't say that because it's paper. They make paper products. If I didn't believe it, and I genuinely do. So. Go to moo.com, M O O.com, and use the code PRINTMOO, all one word, P R I N T M O O, and you will get 15% off any order of over $50 or more. That is moo.com and the code PRINTMOO for $15 off of any order of $50 or more. So it's 15% off any order of over $50 or more with the code PRINTMOO at moo.com. A thanks to Moo for their support of this show and all the Relay FM.
1: All right, let's keep it cranking. We got a we got a bunch more to go, but I think we can get there, Mike. All I'm right, this comes good.
0: from Carl. I'm turning 40 years old this fall. Happy birthday, Carl. And I thought I'd buy myself a birthday present. My plan for last year was to buy the Pilot Anniversary pen, which according to my plan would be a pen similar to the M90 or Mayu, but Pilot had <laughs> other plans. Now that my plans and Pilot's plans do not match up, I love this, I'm
1: thinking of finding a vintage Pilot M90
0: or M- Mayu. Is it Mayu, M-Y-U, Mayu? We decide mean, on that?
1: yeah, sure. I mean, I call it... M- Mew or Mayu, Mew. I, yeah, Mayu is better. I think I don't know what it actually should be.
0: If they made a follow up, they could call it the Mu Two. Uh, as mm, a background wow. to my questions, you also need to know that I live in a small town in a country far, far away, outside Uppsala in Sweden. I have no idea if I said that correctly. There I are two or three stores that sell pens of good quality in Sweden, but the selection in Sweden, but the selection is limited. So, my question: Is it a good idea to buy vintage pens over the internet? No. Do you know of any store, preferably in the European Union, that sells vintage pens over the internet? No. What is the difference between the M90 and the Mayu? The Mew? All
1: right. So I'm going to rewind to those first two. It's generally tough to buy vintage over the internet um, because of quality. If you can get a recommendation for someone who restores... Pins, i would i wouldn't hesitate to buy a vintage pen over the internet that would be fine i just don't know anyone in the eu right off the top of my head that i could point you to but i definitely have resources over there where we could get you like if you're looking for a specific pen like i can get you in touch with some you know some different people over there i just don't know any vintage restorers i can recommend just right off the top of my head so your next question is what's the difference between the m90 and the mew the Mew is the original that came out in the 1970s. The M90 was their 90th anniversary pilot, 90th anniversary edition from 10 years ago where they remade the Mew. So it's the one with the little blue jewel on the cap where the original did not have that. So that's the Is The Mew is the original 1970 models of, of the pen and the M90 is from the 2000s. So those are the difference.
0: Okay, so we move on for further questions. Uh, should I give up on my dream to buy an M90 and buy a layer instead? <laughs> what have <laughs> not, we done? <laughs> not really, not
1: really. I mean, no. either, like, yeah, I mean, you can still find an M90, like, you can find both of these pens if you look hard enough. And these are more reasonable to buy. If you if you, we narrow down the buy a vintage pen over the internet question into buy an M90 or a Mew over the internet, I'd be much more willing to take that leap as opposed to like a Parker Vacumatic that I don't know if the vacuum is going to work, right? Mm-hmm. Like these are cartridge converter pens that are much simpler to maintain.
0: Then you just have a Parker attic if the vacuum doesn't work.
1: Right. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> wow, you're on fire today. Sorry,
0: sorry, sorry. Um, should I buy a Sailor Pro gear that I can buy in Sweden, <laughs> but the selection is still limited?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can actually try one in person, I would do that, and then you can make that decision, you know, if, if you like the Sailor, you know. So I, I would try it, and then even if you, you do like it, maybe you could find a different color online and, and buy it. So, yeah, I don't have any, uh, you know, total you know, definitive answer to that. Like, I think if that's something you could try before you buy, you, you should do that.
0: Um, do you have a completely different suggestion for a good <laughs> birthday present for me?
1: So going through this entire me email, I think you need to find an M 90. Like yeah. that's my answer to you, Carl. I will be very clear in reading this out um, and, and going through the whole, the whole email i think you could should focus on finding an m90 and buying it i think you will enjoy it i think that's what you really want i think it is reasonable to find one within the span of 3 to 6 months if you just you know keep your eyes peeled in certain areas maybe even ebay you know to find one and You know, I think you will just get the most enjoyment out of locating that pen, even if you don't get it on your birthday. But say, this is my plan. This is the pen I'm going to get. And you'll be the most happy with that. It's a great answer. Mm. I hope that
0: you're able to find an M90, though, at some point, Carl. It's a wonderful pen. It is. They are not easy. They're not easy to come by, though. This question comes from Sydney. I'm happy to inform you that I listened to the episode as soon as it dropped and writing this as I listen again. Let me sum yeah, it down you remember this? my joy and fire off these questions. I do not remember this.
1: This was like two, this was like the last time we did Ask TPA, like two or uh-huh two or three weeks ago and i'd been holding sydney's mail like throughout the summer
0: oh yeah and it was okay. just like the
1: rapid fire yes. list of questions and i was like i don't know if they'll even listen to this show because it's been so long since they sent the email and like I an hour that. after the show dropped so like i listened
0: <laughs> question one can you please get mike and anna to go crazy and talk about stickers definitely we yeah, should do that, that Won't some be point. an issue that two, will not be an issue is it possible to identify stationery even when there isn't a visible logo
1: yes yes email me a picture and we can start from there it's like how people
0: can recognize cars by seeing the taillights mm-hmm. right like it's possible three mm-hmm. do you know of anyone who possesses the skill and how do you acquire it uh brad possesses it i do for <laughs> some stuff the other way is uh just to spend a lot of time looking at pictures and handling mm-hmm. things yep. four how do you find artists on a place like twitter uh, go to instagram or but always hashtags
1: <laughs> yeah or other artists who you enjoy who they follow that's yeah how I find them. good good so i mostly i'd say i have i follow a heavy percentage of the people i follow are artists on twitter that's one of the things i enjoy and if i find an artist like i really like i'll pop into who they follow and start scrolling through and pick out a few th- you know few names from there and follow from that so that's how i do it
0: Five, how do you write for a long time about your hand getting super hot and achy?
1: you don't it's it's going go. to happen. you just have to take a break, like my hands cramp when I write pages be at careful a time. with that they just body yeah, it's not good so I, it's it's posture right yep what that what that is is posture and pressure and that's something you can train yourself and there's books on that um you can you'll have to find some of the traditional handwriting books that talk about posture we've linked to some in the past and on the show but that's what causes those problems is hand pressure and posture and i've just never taken the time to learn that those things to do those things correctly and it would be a, a lot better
0: uh, question seven how do you feel when you see a cool pen in a movie
1: um, I get excited. I was like, Ooh, there's a pin. I wonder what that is. Can I tell what it is real quick? Like to answer, the, uh, the questions two and three above identifying the stationary when you can't see the logo, mm-hmm. we do that a lot for pins and pictures and movies. You skipped number six though. I know and I did. I'm going back
0: to it now. now question nice. number six, is it normal to get ideas for new products, even when you don't think you can <laughs> act on them?
1: Yes. I spent all morning doing just that. Oh, yeah. Great.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, question number eight. Could you bring back Lee from Art Snacks on the show?
1: <laughs> sure. He's awesome. I haven't talked to Lee in a while. We need to do that. He's he's a good friend, and I would be glad to.
0: And question number nine. How do you become a good writer? You
1: don't. You just write. Yeah.
0: Just you You forget about worrying.
1: That's yep. what you do. Because I, I will never be a good a good writer in the in the professional technical sense of what the good writer definition would be but the great thing about it is there is no definition um you just have to put the words on the page and hopefully they're moderately coherent readable and that you enjoy doing it and then you're a good writer
0: all right, next question comes from Evan Max. If you could design a pen themed around your favorite character from books, movies, television, or video games, what would it look like and who would you have make it? Would you adapt a current model like the cross Star Wars pens or go completely new?
1: Do you want me to go first? No, I already know mine. All right, I, I bet I can guess yours too. But yeah. Go ahead.
0: I want a set of seven pens based around the seven evil X's from Scott Pilgrim.
1: Easy peasy, right? Yep. So who's going to make it and what's it going to look like?
0: Uh Jonathan Brooks <laughs> all <laughs> right. beautiful acrylics. That's what I, I want. Think that's a move. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, he's got to. So I didn't put a lot of thought on this because I could spend a lot of time on this. And then I started, you know, thinking about video games first and he did a set for our friend Casey, uh not Liz, uh Casey uh Kagawa around the destiny the three classes in destiny so i thought that was cool jonathan did that i'm sorry so uh jonathan actually did that for casey just based on colors right Mm -hmm. so i was like i I don't think i could do a video game but like my favorite movie of all time is train spotting and like what if i did a character pin for some of the characters in there like i could have you know a a mark renton pin i could have a diane pin um i I would skip the spud pin that might not Go, as I would intend, and like maybe do a sick boy pen, uh, or maybe maybe a Begbie pen. He might he might be good, but I don't know. Like I could pick out their colors, you know, kind of how they were represented in the movie, and just kind of do like a story around them. But that would just be like for me, like it wouldn't be any kind of commercial thing. It'd just be like a cool thing, you know, have my Renton and pen and diane and sick boy and begbie um all just kind of hanging out and i would totally get jonathan to do it i don't know who else i would get to do that because they would have to have be some kind of weird combination of an idea of like around like clothing and ideas and colors and music and like how do you translate into the pen that into a pen and well that's what jonathan does very well
0: yeah he is the best at that Mm -hmm. yeah all right, next question comes from Groovy Times. Was the best finer nibbed $150 pen, Vanishing Point or Sapporo Mini? I've never owned a Sailor or a gold nib pen, and these are my two on the shortlist.
1: If those are my only two choices, I pick Vanishing Point. If I can expand the list, I'd add Platinum, at least to test, mm-hmm. right? The 3776. I just think the Sapporo Mini, as much as I personally enjoy that pen, if this is your first gold nib pen, even though the vanishing point is a very particular type of pen, I still kind of would pick that over the Mini. I feel just like that's a better representation of what a $150 fountain pen is, if that's a fair thing to say. What do you think?
0: I think the Sephora Mini is too, too particular.
1: Yeah. And the vanishing point is one of the most particular pins there is, right? Yeah, but the still. Sapporo Mini just doesn't fit to me. I don't no, know. No, that's in a strange it. choice. It's one of my favorite sailors, but I'm not gonna pick it in that category. Almost ever.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Laboz asks, did it take a while for you to get used to general fountain pen sounds when you started using them? At first, I thought that my Lamy Safari and 2 Go by fine nibs were scratchy, but no, it's just the sound of writing. I wasn't expecting quite so much noise.
1: I love this question It's, so
0: a, it's very valid. Fountain pens make a lot of noise, and you have to get used to that, right? I but, was
1: not expecting that. Yeah. Like, when you write with a platinum fountain pen nib, it sounds like a pencil. There is a scritch scratch, but it's dead smooth, and super clean and sometimes it's squeaky like all
0: different pens make different sounds too
1: pilots pilot nibs are squeaky to me Mm -hmm. like pilots have a squeak i don't even get Uh, started on titanium nibs yeah i hate that actually it took me a while i was like kind of like uh labo's is saying it's like is this supposed to be happening why is this one different from the other one Mm -hmm. are all of these broken and that's just kind of like a feature of the nib. Like you can tell now like that I'm more experienced with fountain pens and have used a lot. Like I could do a blind test and tell the difference by the sound that they make and the feel on the page. Right Mm -hmm. there. A lot of them are different. Um, like Lami, that one that one sticks on the page a little bit. It's, you know, it's a little bit sticky, kind of like a platinum. So yeah, I just thought this was a good question, um, because it's a real thing. Like fountain pen nibs do make sounds when you write with them, and it's just something like hopefully you'll get used to, and enjoy it. Like it becomes a pleasant feedback because you do get the feedback while the experience is still exceptional.
0: All right, uh, Evan Max again asks, do you have ink colors that you prefer how they look when they're wet over when they're dry? Personally, I love the shade of the purple that the Ackerman Park Pop Purple goes down on the page, but I find it kind of boring after it dries.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. It's uh, and, and I get it. It tends to happen with some of the bright blues that I like, right? Because they're super bright when they're still wet on the page. And then they kind of get muted a little bit. Um, nothing that's caused me to say, oh, well, I I can't use this ink anymore, but that's definitely just like the sounds of nibs on a page, you know, trying to get a real representation of what ink looks like when you're writing with a specific nib and when it's dried on the page is a hard thing, right? So it's, it can be an issue. I don't find it to be a deal breaker for me. At least I haven't seen that yet in any inks that I've used.
0: Chris Ball asks, does Maraman make a standard A5 notebook without the ring binding? I love their paper, but just want a regular sewn or or glued binding.
1: Yeah, they do a staple bound top staple bound A5 notebook. Did I say, did I get all that out? Yes. Um, they don't do a lot of them, but they do a top bound staple one that is actually really enjoyable. I forget the specific name of it. It has a little bit, I think it might have a different name than some of their other ones, but, um, it is available.
0: Are we going to answer this next question?
1: There is no answer, so we can ask it. because right. I don't know the answer.
0: How is the Arushi Lami Safari coming
1: along? I have no idea. Yep. You don't ask the magician what their secrets are.
0: Yep. We wait until it's delivered. Yep. And MHKid asks, are either of you going to be at a Pelican Hub on Friday?
1: got a little something else going on this friday a bit
0: busy uh, a bit uh it's busy. from 4 to 10 p.m eastern at twitch.tv slash relay fm we will be doing the podcaster farm for saint jude make sure you tune in please do and again stjudeorg slash addict is the way to give money to saint jude um, and thank you to everybody that has done that
1: but everyone going to a Pelican Hub, let me hear all about it. Send me a email. Send me a note on Twitter. Tag me in your Instagram photos. It is Friday in your city, anywhere around the world. You know, Hopefully you've done your homework by now. Uh, we have a lot of Hubmasters in our chat and in our community that are putting on these events out of the kindness of their hearts. Pelican does a great job at supporting and supplying materials for all of these events. And it's just a great all-around get-together. So y'all have fun. Friday night celebrating all the Pelican and Fountain Pen awesomeness you can get into.
0: Thank you so much to everybody that has sent in an uh, Ask TPA question. You can tweet out with the hashtag AskTPA for those, or you can email hello at penaddict.com. Um, and there are ways to get your questions for future consideration on the show. Thank you so much, everybody, that's has done that. Thanks to Squarespace, Backblaze, and Moo for the support of this episode. You can find Brad online. He's at Dowdyism on Twitter, PenAddict on Instagram, and go to penaddict.com as well. I am I iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and we hope to see some of you in the chat on Friday for the podcast-a-thon. Until then, say goodbye, Brad.
1: Goodbye, Brad.